All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes for Game Bread Bare Knuckle MMA, and that all goes down on November the 10th. A very intriguing fight that has been, you know, a while in the making in a certain regard as Francisco Trinaldo gets out there with Sasha Palatnikov and Great Heaven Sasha on the show once again. How's your day going there, man? Good, man. Uh, just starting the day, getting some things uh, sorted before I go get sweating as I'm starting to, uh, you know, cut weight for this uh, for this fight in the 10th. Yeah, and a very intriguing one, like I was kind of alluding to in the intro. Like, I saw you had a post a bit ago talking about how you manifested this and we're looking for this fight in the UFC. Like, can you give me the timeline for all of that? Because I'm curious to hear you expound upon that a bit. Uh, yeah, when I, after I made my UFC debut, um, you know, obviously coming off of a, off of a high and, and obviously wanting to get back in there as soon as possible. Um, my mindset at the time was to try to fight someone with a lot of experience, uh, just to kind of fast track myself, uh, in, in division. So in my mind, uh, I'd always, you know, I'd always seen, I've watched Francisco fight for quite some time, just, you know, not as a, as like a fan, but just, you know, I watch everything. So I would always come across his fights, especially, uh, when he moved up to the welterweight division, uh, I would always highlight, you know, make sure to watch what's going on in that in that division. So when I spoke to my manager um, about potential opponents, he was someone that I brought up uh, quite like hastily. I was like, yeah, this is someone I would really like to fight. I think uh, my style and 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 uh, the way that I fight match up very well against him. Um, obviously, that was was that two to two years ago. Um, <clears throat> so. It was definitely someone that was like on my radar that that, that I was interested in and eventually uh, are trying to, you know, see across from me in the cage. But uh, obviously it didn't work out. And then um, and then, yeah, here we are now. Uh, you know, I had this opportunity with Game Bread and um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm ready to fight whoever. You know, uh, I didn't really have anyone in mind. I didn't know of anyone. Uh, really, I was like, whoever it is, whoever it is. And then. And, and, and in my career, I've always had quite some trouble getting matchups for some reason, especially outside of the UFC. Um, so I was kind of like fearing like the worst in terms of, oh, maybe they're going to have a hard time finding someone to fight me on, on my uh, debut, etc. But thankfully, uh, yeah, they came out with someone not only with a ton of experience, but also a gamer. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a no-brainer as soon as they sent you know the contract or the offer for Trinaldo was a was a quick accept, and I was just excited to uh, have an opponent to go head to head with on November tenth. Yeah, for sure, and obviously a lot to you know discuss with this fight. But you kind of said something I thought was interesting there, just in as far as the awareness of Trinaldo, but not necessarily in like a fandom sort of perspective. And when we were talking before the Raymond Daniels fight, like you did describe him as a fan. Like, is there a certain benefit to that different mindset is it just like certain fights are you know different stories and different like i guess perceptual frameworks like is there a certain benefit to maybe not perceiving your opponent from a fandom perspective i guess what do you think about all that i suppose um i mean at the end of the day i respect everyone that i fight and everyone that does it you know they're gonna have my respect but yeah raymond daniels is a different animal because that's like my my world is striking and 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 that's his world so like coming up that was someone that i looked up to in a way you know i was like oh like his performances or something 
emulate, you know? Um, whereas Francisco, like, he's just a dog. He's a tough-ass dude. He's not someone that I would say is, like, technically uh, the most beautiful fighter to watch or, or his performances are, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, he's just a tough guy who's going to go in there and, and come out there, try to come out there with his hand raised, you know? Um, but no disrespect to him. I think he's a super, super tough, talented fighter. He's getting up there in age as as Raymond was, but um, nowadays that doesn't really mean much. Um, and, yeah, I just see this stylistically um, as a good opportunity for me, uh, just the way that I fight. You know, I can I can make a bet with you right now. He's going to be the first person to shoot. Um, he's going to be definitely the first person to shoot a takedown in this fight. Um, so something that I've definitely anticipated, that I'm anticipating and, and ready to uh, defend when we uh, get in there. But I just know that my striking is going to be levels above, um, and I feel like I'll be able to hurt him. And I just feel like, you know, he's a 155er predominantly who kind of finished his career at 170. So I'll have the height, the length, probably the size as well, advantage. So these are all things that I like uh, going into a fight. These are things that, you know, give me... Uh, you know, made me feel positive going in because I know about my abilities. Uh, this is someone I've watched fight a lot. It's not someone that I have to go and research. It's someone that, you know, I'm familiar with. So it's one of those things that I just thought at that moment, you know, the MMA math, it doesn't always work out. But this particular situation, I was like, yeah, this is the one. And uh, what a better way than, you know, to make your debut against someone like Francisco Trinaldo. You know, both of us ex-UFC. And I think that will also draw some uh some eyes you know to the fight so that's a it's a good thing yeah and that striking acumen obviously speaks to a lifelong of consistent dedicated work but it seems like more in like the localized body of this recent camp that a lot of like southpaw defense with d-rod has been going on so yeah i love to see it mm-hmm. for sure just curious to, I guess, get more insights into that, though, just with this being, like I said, from the top bare-knuckle MMA. I saw you had a post a few weeks ago where you were talking about how you're you're kind of going around punching inanimate objects and you're hoping the knuckles are unbreakable. Like, is there certain differentiation in how you're preparing for, you know, bare-knuckle MMA compared to some of your previous gloved MMA bouts? I mean, yeah, for sure it's different. Um, I've... Uh... I've spoken to a couple people who've gone through the experience um, and just kind of also just from my own knowledge. And yeah, I mean, like I was just messing around with going out punching stuff, but um, it it was, uh, it's more just kind of, yeah, training without the gloves, getting the, you know, getting the skin kind of exposed and used to, um, you know, the feeling of hitting. It's getting different when you hit a bag or you hit pads. It's obviously way softer. But what I like about this aspect is, um, which I never thought of before. Uh, it's quite quite uh, strange that I never thought of it. Um, but when you think about, say, boxing and MMA, you know, they've got their hand wrapped, uh, and then on top of that, they're sweating, so those hand wraps are wet, plus you've got a glove on top of that. So that's just, like, all an added weight and an added force when you, you know, you get in there and fight. Whereas in bare knuckle, it's none of that, right? So not only are your strikers coming quicker, but you also got to be more, what's the word I'm looking for, I guess, you got to have more precision when you throw your strikes because you have a higher chance of breaking your hand, right? So, um, you know, you could land a perfect overhand, you know, overhand and, and crack them right on the top of the head and break your hand, whereas in an MMA fight, that could be a fight ender. So there are a lot of factors in that regard that I think are very interesting for the fight. So I've definitely, you know, put a lot of focus on just kind of 
making sure my wrists are strong, making sure my hands are feeling, you know, sharp. I don't got any injuries in that regard. My hands, uh, you know, I've been doing technically uh, bare knuckles since I was like five or six, you know, just on the karate scene, uh, you know, with a little bit of kyokushin work and, and, and you know, my background at Goju Kai. So I, I have that background. It's not like, oh, my God, I've never been in a fist fight without gloves on. That's not really the worry for me. It's just now it's about picking my shots and finding those shots without you know hurting myself and and the crazy thing is uh like i've you know thankfully touched wood i've never you know hurt my hand or anything like that seriously but um i just think that this sport makes you play chess more than necessarily an mma or or or, you know glove sports where you can kind of just brawl and throw caution into the wind uh I think also Francisco will have to also, he's a big overhand guy. He throws a lot of power from, you know, southpaw. So I feel like even someone like him, maybe he's going to have to also regulate how he throws his power and how he throws his shots. So it's definitely an interesting uh, factor that I think uh, I've never experienced before, or at least not recently in my professional career. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Obviously, there's tons of other weapons that can be used, and that's something that I thrive in, you know, lots of kicks, elbows. Uh, stuff like that so who knows maybe maybe the hands will come out nice and safe might not have to use them too much so we'll see how it goes yeah i get what you mean and i'm i guess trying to find a certain way to posit this question where maybe it doesn't sound contrived because ultimately it is a different kind of sport you're going into but you mentioned like the karate experience and that you know familiarity with a certain kind of like gloveless combat and everything like as much as it is ultimately a different sport do you think that lends itself to, i mean i guess maybe you'll only fully realize when you get out there but does it lend itself to a certain level of competitive comfortability because i know you're a guy that likes to kind of get more in that flow state and see kind of what like presents itself in the fight so do you i guess imagine there will be some sort of like pseudo familiar competitive benefit there yeah i mean i feel very comfortable every time i get in there it that's that's just i don't know it's just somewhere so when i fight i'm very comfortable uh i don't feel stressed usually and i just enjoy the process the the thing that sucks for me is cutting weight but <laughs> but when yeah. i when i actually get to go and compete I, I love it you know and uh yeah and every fight is about if i can go in there and play a, like a surgical chess match and just pick them apart and and, and eventually get them out of there or, or put on a you know a clean decision like that would be you know ideal on paper but I also know that's not how fighting works. So I'm, like you said, I'm ready to just kind of react to what I see in there. I have kind of some cues and keys that I'm looking for when uh, when I face Trinaldo, especially because I have so much experience fighting southpaws. Um, you know, southpaws are someone I'm, I'm actually more comfortable probably fighting a southpaw than orthodox because it just so happens that I've just sparred with so many southpaws in my career um, in that open stance as well. So it's something that yeah i don't like to like you know overthink fights too much or like scenario things like oh this is going to happen or that's going to happen no i I just kind of just make sure i'm good to go i kind of understand what i'm going to have in front of me in terms of like what weapons are going to be coming at me and uh yeah just making sure that i'm sharp and uh ready to react um like i said i have the height the length advantage uh i i do enjoy fighting people that are a little bit shorter in length than me uh gives me that that range which i enjoy fighting at but um yeah i just i just feel like it's these are one of those opportunities where it's like i kind of know what he's going to do he's going to try to put pressure and try to take me down but um yeah it's going to be a challenge i think for him to to get to that point or he's going to get hurt doing so so 
that's kind of uh, what I've been working on. And yeah, it's been it's been the story of my career, just uh, avoiding people taking me down. So um, yeah, I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to put it on them. Yeah, I get what you mean, and fair point about the cutting weight. I mean, definitely a cumbersome experience, I would have to imagine, at the very least, but it seemed like D-Rod was trying to have fun with it at the very least when he made championship weight after a long night of pizza and weed, so I guess like some people trying to add a little something to it. Yeah, no, don't worry, he wasn't eating pizza. <laughs> he, wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't have made weight if he was eating pizza, let me tell you that. Um, yeah, no, that, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, cutting weight is is the uh, is the challenge, you know. And I'm going. I haven't fought at 170 in a little over a year. Um, you know, I've been fighting. I fought Raymond at 175, and then uh, I was fighting 85 before that. So it's definitely been on my mind. But again, I'm already ahead of schedule in terms of you know my weight. It just sucks because I can't enjoy the things that I enjoy. You know, the food and and the stuff that I enjoy on a daily basis. You know. So it is what it is, but that's, you know, the little sacrifice you make to get to this point. And then it's even sweeter when you come out. So, you know, my goal in this in this situation, obviously, is to go in there and smash, make a good, um, you know, make a good impact on my debut with them. I tend to have a, a history of making, you know, good debuts when I come into a new organization. So that's obviously on, on the cards for me. And, and then right back to Vegas is on the 15th. You got the big karate combat card. So, um you know, if everything goes according to plan, come out of there nice and healthy uh, with a win, and then uh, go right back into it again in Vegas with Karate Combat. So that's always been my goal, um, to be as active as possible. Obviously, I can be just talking out of my ass right now and end up breaking my hand, and, none, and that doesn't happen. But uh, I'm, again, trying to manifest that uh, into uh, next month, just to round off the year. I would love to go back-to-back, especially uh, fighting on such a cool card uh, in Vegas. So... That's kind of, um, you know, the mindset for this uh, for this camp is just making sure I'm healthy, I'm strong, ready to go, and, yeah, go and get the result and then come back here and do it again. You know, that's kind of the goal. Yeah, I mean, that would be a cool path for sure. I mean, I get what you mean, though. Definitely don't want to overlook the immediate event, but even just speaking to that, a deep event in its own right, just Alan Belcher and Roy Nelson in the main event, which is an intriguing heavyweight bare knuckle MMA fight but just a lot of known names on the card too like Jason Knight and Curtis Millinder Chase Sherman come in could really keep going on like how does it feel to or are you so like I guess maybe like blinders on hyper focused on your fight that the surrounding card isn't like a meaningful factor like what are your thoughts on all of that because it seems like you're part of a pretty deep event oh I mean yeah I mean I've I've uh you know I've fought you know big cards my debut was a pay-per-view you know uh, it, it doesn't matter for me. Yeah, the focus is me. Focus is uh, getting the result. I don't know, even know what order I am on the card. So, like I said, I don't watch what's going on. You know, I'll, I'll only like start to relax after my own fight is done and you know dusted. So, yeah. But you know, I watched the last card. Um, you know, the last game right card, and it was a dope one. You know, with Verdum and Dos Santos, good card all all the way through. So, um, I'm sure there's going to be. You know, a pretty rowdy crowd there for Allen. You know, that's his hometown, um, you know, down in uh, Mississippi. So it should be a pretty cool uh, experience, atmosphere. I've never been there before. Uh, it's, you know, right on the Gulf Coast. So 
yeah, I mean, all these things are, are kind of the beauty of fighting. You get to go and experience atmospheres, cultures, people, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like like I said, uh, the whole process is exciting, you know, leading up to a fight. Uh, it's what I enjoy. I don't get like I don't feel nervous. You know, it's today's the 30th of October, you know, a couple more days and we're on the first and then we're, we're fight week, you know. So, um, yeah. You know, like I said, the number one priority right now is just making sure I'm sweating every day, making sure my weight's coming down, and um, and then yeah, number one task just go in there and assassinate this guy, and then come out there with my hand raised. You know, uh, I just I love I love you know how when you usually see these new up and coming promotions, they take time to grow. Like people don't really hear about them, they don't get a ton of uh, view, you know, ton of views stuff like that. But straight off the bat, Gamebred, I guess also because of George Masvidal, just they were able to just just kind of get exposure straight away and 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 you know the last card had over a million views um on youtube so these these are the kind of things that i'm trying to get myself more into the spotlight i'm not like a super well-known guy so if i can come out there and, and you know take the scalp of someone who has you know 20 something five fights in the ufc um it would be yeah it would be a, a huge opportunity he was uh, calling out mike perry um he was trying to look for a fight with Mike Perry. That's someone I'm interested in, and in, in, um, maybe crossing paths with in the future. If I can get to that point where I, you know I rack up enough wins, where I can start knocking on that door, I would love to. You know, my homie beat him, um, so maybe he'll try to want to get back one on on, on Dira by taking me out. You know, there's a little storyline there. So I don't know. These are just things that I've thought about. Um, I have new management, so they've kind of taken care of me in terms of you know mapping out my my career so yeah I, I i'm just looking for opportunities just to compete you know that's that's the most important thing for me is is being active this next two three years of my career um i just want to go like balls to the wall for the next few years and then uh and then call it quits and just ride off into the sunset whatever whatever you know that position is in my career or whatever it is that i've been able to accomplish i just wanted to go in and do the best i can and and enjoy the process while doing it yeah, I mean, that's definitely, you know, a cool timeline and an admirable way to just lay the whole thing out. But, I mean, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't get some clarification on the Perry mention. Like, when you say that, is that in more of, like, a bare-knuckle MMA kind of context or more, like, even under BKFC, I guess? Uh, I, I am interested in BKFC as well. Um, but I'm down for whatever, you know. If it was MMA, I'm cool with it. If it's just BKFC, I'm cool with it. Like I do want to experience my thing as a as a fighter. Like I want to box. I want to do bare knuckle. I want to do bare knuckle MMA. I want to do karate combat. I want to do MMA. So I want to be known as one of those guys who's being able to, you know, share his share his martial arts experience in all the facets, you know, because I do truly believe I'm a mixed martial artist. You probably won't see me on the grappling scene, per se. Um, but you know, in terms of striking combat sports, just the different stuff that's out there, I'm super, super interested. Um, boxing is something that I'm also super passionate about. It's something that I started very young, but never really was able to get going with it because just the opportunities and timing and then MMA was, was, was the focus. So, um, you know, it's not something that I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, stopping MMA completely and focusing on my boxing. But uh, at the same time, if there was an opportunity to, you know, fight an MMA fighter in boxing or, or a YouTuber or whoever, you know, um, it would be something that I'd be very interested in doing, um, you know, in the future. I had an opportunity this year or an, op 
opportunity was presented to me this year uh, to actually box, but um, the opponent didn't pick me. So uh, it was someone out in Canada. So I unfortunately didn't get that opportunity. But again, once if there is an opportunity to do that, I will be 100% open to the uh, opportunity. And sorry, was the boxer Canadian or the actual card itself was in Canada? Um, Ryan Ford. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. So that was offered to me, and I said, yeah, I'm down. But uh, I think he went with Curtis Millender, actually. That's who he – I think they – I don't know if, they, if that fight went through or not, but I remember uh, it was, like, early this year. I said yes and then was waiting to hear back, and I heard that uh, he went with uh, Curtis Millender. So I don't know if the fight ever ended up happening or not, but, yeah, that was kind of like a little introduction. I was like, yeah, I'm down. And I have some friends, actually, who uh, – who trained, uh, who, who, you know, were coaching Ryan, and I had spoken to them and was like, you think it was a good opportunity? And they're like, yeah, do it, do it, definitely do it. So I was like, all right, he's an older guy, he's tough, but uh, I just thought, yeah, I thought it was a good opportunity. So unfortunately it didn't work out, but I'm sure something uh, probably next year, maybe, who knows, something will come up. Yeah, I mean, just very interesting to hear because it's like pseudo my neck of the woods, albeit in a different province, but under that unified banner as well and definitely have covered quite a few of their events and been there when I was living closer to the area. And I guess just for a curiosity kind of thing, they did in fact end up fighting each other in May, Millinder and Ford. Oh, they did? And then and did, uh, who won? Uh, Millinder won by unanimous decision there. Oh, yeah? Shit, okay, sick. I didn't even know. Yeah, see was it was it was it a close fight? Did you watch it? Yeah, I mean, I would say it was a pretty competitive fight all around. Yeah, I did end up watching that, and yeah, I mean, just yeah, Millinder, great account of himself in that fight, obviously. Uh -huh. Working behind his jab, he definitely had like a length and reach advantage, right? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the impression I got as the fight sort of played out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, definitely an opportunity that. I would have loved to experience, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, these are opportunities, you know, how in the fight game, just anything comes up at any time. So, um, just, yeah, just stay ready. My whole thing, my whole mantra now is just stay in shape, stay ready. Um, you know, before when I was early on in my career, I would take a fight and then take a couple months off and then get back in and it was a mess, you know, uh, you know, I learned the hard way. It happened to me in the UFC. Um, so, you know, now it's just like I said, the next three, four years of my life, I'm just focused on this, uh, making sure I'm the best at all times, you know, and then when that phone call does come and there is an opportunity to take something short notice or just a big opportunity in general, I'm ready, you know. So that's kind of how I've li lived my life the last, uh, let's say, last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, you know, I'm a martial artist at the end of the day. I love to fight. I love doing what I do. This is. You know, this is like uh, people are like, oh, what's your job? And I'm like, well, I own a supplement company. I do computer stuff. They're like, oh, no, but I thought you were a fighter. I'm like, no, that's my hobby. Like, I know it pays me, and I know some people um, make, like, a full-time living off of it, and I, and I have at certain points. But for me, this is just a passion. This is what I love to do. Uh, I could stop fighting today, and uh, I'd be fine, you know. I'm not one of those guys that has to fight to earn a living or, or has to fight to, you know, feed the family. This is just purely passion and, and something that I love doing and uh yeah and like I said I love opportunities I like spontaneity I love to travel I love experiences so there's no better sport than t 
to uh, facilitate all those things, you know, on a regular basis. Because my whole, at least for me, my whole career has just been like all over the place and been fun and exciting. So I just wanted to continue. Yeah, absolutely. And you had mentioned earlier one of the things you really enjoy about fighting is just getting to experience different cultures and whatnot. And I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on your podcast, Culture Crooks. Like, how long has that been going on? Like, how's the process been? Curious to just get some thoughts on that, because it seems like you've been having fun with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, D-Rock and I started that, I want to say, a little over a year ago. It's, uh, what are we now? We're in October, so it's like maybe a year and like four months or something. Um, but yeah, we, 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 the first time we met each other, um, we practiced. I remember it was actually funny after my first fight in the UFC, I got an interview and they asked me like, you know, like the question kind of going over Francisco, they were saying like, Oh, who would you like to fight next? And, uh, I'd already been matched up with Impa going into that fight when they asked me, and I said, oh, there's another, well, there's two welterweights fighting on this card, Mike Perry and uh, Daniel Rodriguez. Like, I'd love to fight the winner of that, you know? And um, so that's how I'd first kind of seen D-Rod or heard of D-Rod before. I didn't know him. And then, um, you know, I, I had my fight with Impa. It didn't go my way, unfortunately. And uh, I think a week or two weeks later, D-Rod walks into our gym, into the gym I'm training out of a syndicate. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's like, that's a guy, uh, you know, who fought Mike Perry and won. So I was like, cool. I was like stoked because it was just like another welterweight, high level welterweight I could train with, you know? So yeah, we, I said, what's up? You know, we, we trained together. We sparred that day. It was a good day. Like in terms of, uh, you know, no egos, we were just getting good work. And then afterwards I was just like, Hey man, like you want to smoke a joint? Like, I didn't even know if you smoke weed, obviously, you know, judge, don't judge a book by its cover, but he's like, bro, he's like, yeah, let's, let's smoke. So we smoked in the car, talked a bit. And then, you know, two or three hours later, we're giving each other like our life stories or whatever and he was the one who was like bro we should do a podcast and i was like yeah that's a good idea and at that time there weren't any fighters you know active fighters that you know were sitting down and and talking on, on camera so i was like man maybe maybe we should so we started and yeah we I, i've basically winged it this whole time like i don't have any experience in editing and audio anything like that but when we first started i was just like all right we'll we'll try to set this up and get it going and we caught it going a little bit, you know, consistently pretty decent in the, in the beginning. And then, uh, and then D-Rod had uh, moved back to LA. So then it became a little bit harder. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of inconsistencies in terms of like how much content we were putting out. But then, I, you know, I, I spoke to multiple people and they were like, bro, if D-Rod is not there, just start doing stuff on your own. And then when he's there, bring him in, you know, just continuously put out content. All, that's all it's about. I'm sure, you know, uh, it's just yeah, consistency, continuously putting stuff out there, and uh, and then and then and then yeah, that's how you kind of get more of a, a following. I would say in the last maybe two months, we've been more consistent now. Uh, I have like a little team of people that help me uh, in terms of like editing and putting out clips and stuff like that. So some guys that are you know helpful in that regard really helps me because. Yeah, I can do all that stuff. It's just I don't have enough hours in the day or the energy to do it all. It's just like, you know, coming from a day full of sparring and it's like, okay, we film an hour episode and it's like, fuck, like I don't want to sit at the computer and edit this. So yeah, for it's sure. really helpful. It's really helpful to have people, um, you know, support and help. And um, and then, yeah, and then, like I said, like I just told them, look, we're not making any money right now. This is like, you know, ground zero. But, like, if we stay consistent with it, you know, after a year, 
after two years, hopefully we can see some growth. And I basically told them, like, once there is some monetary value to the show, it's like, I'll give it all to you guys, like, because like, you guys are helping me so much. It's not about, like, making money. This is just something that, you know, I'm trying to set up for when, you know, D-Rod and I are done fighting. So, like, when we're, when we're past, you know, fighting, we can talk about the stuff that we talk about because we've been in, in the industry, because we've been in the sport. Um, and I'm passionate about sports. I love sports. I love fighting. So these are all things that I would love to just, you know, have for the future. So that's why we've kind of like stayed persistent and trying to push it. Um, and yeah, just trying to, uh, we're trying to add more to it. Obviously we don't have funding or anything like that at the moment, but we would love to like, you know, as being the culture crooks, love to go to different places, different countries. Thailand might be a place that we're both going to end up going and uh, maybe filming some content out there, you know. Uh, so th- there are definitely some some plans in the mix. You know, we're going to have some pretty pretty big-name guests, I think, in the future uh, next year. So, yeah, these are all things that we're working towards. And we don't get, like, a ton of, you know, views at the moment, but that's normal with anything. You just got to keep it, you know, grinding. I think we have, like, 500 subscribers on our YouTube and, close to a thousand on instagram shit like that so just trying to stay consistent as you know and uh hopefully yeah grow the brand and see what happens yeah and it's cool too i mean just getting in these like newer disciplines even just like with the bare knuckle mma it's like it just really keeps building this resume across all these different sports which in a sense serves the analyst kind of position because it's like you can really speak from an informed position on multiple combat sports so yeah i'd love to see it for sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, that's another thing that when I'm done fighting, I would love to be involved in the sport, whether it be from a commentating perspective or, you know, just someone that's, you know, talking about the fights, talking about combat sports. It's something that, again, I enjoy doing. You don't like it. I don't get paid to do it. So it's like I do it anyway. You know, I'm, I'm that guy watching every prelim, you know, the first fight on every card. Like, that's just that I enjoy it. So, um, if there's a market or there's a way to make some money and, and, and do what I love to do, then it's kind of a no brainer. I already get to do that with fighting. Um, so I was like, if I can turn that into something where, you know, people are informed or, or they enjoy what I have to say, um, and it's relevant, then yeah, then that would be great. You know, it's not the end of the world if I can't do it, but at the same time, it would be awesome you know, to get involved in, in sports. Sports are my, are my passion. Um, and my number one is, is combat sports. So, yeah, I would love to uh, one day kind of re- when I retire, just kind of be focused fully on that. Because I know how much better I would be in terms of like being able to fully focus on just that one thing. Whereas like, you know, my main focus now is obviously training physically myself, being in the best shape that I can, eating, all this kind of stuff. It, it requires time. And, uh, you know, if I could really focus on like putting all my effort into you know, media and, and podcasting and content, then I think it would be a completely different, um, you know, it would look completely different to what it looks right at, at the moment. So yeah, it's just, it's just like utilizing the amount of time that I have in my day, you know, 24 hours sometimes doesn't feel like it's enough, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like to, I like to be busy. I like to do a lot of different things and, and I feel like, um, you know, thanks to the sport, it can give me an opportunity to continue uh, in the same in the same uh, field without having to, you know, get punched and kicked every day. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of how I uh, how I see things. Yeah, just exciting to hear, and so many interesting potential options. But definitely very excited for 
you know, the next chapter in the story to unfurl in the next couple weeks. But, you know, in mentioning time and how sometimes there's not enough hours in the day, I do want to be mindful of the fact that you probably have a few things you're looking to do beyond this, for sure. But always good getting to talk to you, man. I guess in saying all of this, I'm curious if perhaps there's a final parting thought you might have as we're wrapping up. In regards to... I just really anything. I mean, sometimes like people will shout out sponsors. Sometimes people don't really have a parting thought. I mean, just kind of, yeah, if maybe anything wasn't mentioned. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, for this camp, I have actually, for the first time in a while, um, I mean, since the UFC, I had some sponsors, but um, since coming off the UFC, I haven't really had any sponsors. So leading up uh, for this fight, I have a couple and it's pretty cool. I'm working with uh, the Grower Circle here in Las Vegas. Uh, which is, I don't know if you saw that video, but I went by their uh, facility. They have, uh, you know, everything, you know, indoor grow, edibles, all and everything you can imagine, you know, a dispensary would have. My first time ever experiencing that, so it was very cool. Uh, and they look after me, um, you know, they, they, we're going to partnership for this fight. And, you know, I've been partnering up with a gym in Vegas, Fit Club, been working with them. It's a, it's a really cool gym out in Vegas. And uh, another company called Soft, they're also in the in the THC space, uh, in the in the weed space. So, yeah, those three those three companies have reached out and um, shown some love. And then I got this uh, sauna company called Kaif Saunas. Uh, they're like sending me this super fancy sauna to <laughs> Mississippi. Uh, so I'll be using that, um, you know, during fight week to cut weight. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool to have the opportunity to, you know, get some love from some sponsors, get some, uh, get some you know, extra, extra income as well. So, yeah, it's always nice to have that support. Um, I'm working with Vayner Sports now, great management company. Um, so they've really been able to kind of take my, I guess, my career to a next level. Um, you know, they, they work, they do a lot of work for me and, and they give me a lot of opportunities considering I only signed with them in, uh, June, June of this year. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, it feels good to get, get that love again in the UFC. Like I had a little bit of love, had some sponsors, but at the same time, I think sponsors are also like, like kind of apprehensive to work with the athlete because they don't really get as much exposure as, as they would as say, you know, you're fighting and you have your logos and all that kind of stuff and, and you're allowed to talk and, and, and promote them, through, you know, throughout fight week, stuff like that. So it is nice to get that. It's been a while. Um, so I do appreciate that. And yeah, just, you know, shout out to my teammates, shout out to D-Rod, shout out to everybody that's helping me get ready. Um, even shout out to the PI, UFC PI there, you know, I'm, I'm still doing my training with D-Rod out there, obviously because of D-Rod I can go, but you know, still getting, uh, the same kind of looks and the same kind of training that I would if I was in the, uh, in the UFC. So yeah, no, I, I'm good. I feel good. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. And yeah, I just hope everybody tunes in and, and I low key think our fight's probably going to be fighting tonight. Like, I just feel like, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of good fighters on this card. Maybe Bowman and Millinder's also up there as well for a potential fight of the night. But, um, yeah, I feel like there'll probably be a lot of finishes. I just have this feeling that a lot of people are going to get finished in this, in this, on this card. So, yeah, my goal is to go out there, get another finish, and, uh, and then see what, uh, see what they have in store for me in the, next, in the new year, you know. So that's kind of the plan. Yeah, it sounds like a great plan and should be a great event on November 10th. And yeah, this Trinaldo fight for Game Bread, Bare Knuckle, MMA, I mean, so exciting. Like when I saw the announcement, I had to 
reach out ASAP. So again, thanks for the time and great insights as always, man. You enjoy the rest of your day and looking forward to peeping this fight when it goes down also. Hell yeah. Appreciate you doing. Thanks for reaching out. Um, any way to get get the message across in terms of, you know, advertising for the fight or marketing for the fight. So yeah, I appreciate that as well. And yeah, tune in, enjoy, and uh, I'll catch you on the other side.